What's up guys? Welcome back to another daily Bible reading snapshot. Today in Leviticus, we're going to see chapter 22 and 23. And what we're going to see here, first of all, in chapter 22 is the ways that God wants the Israelites to worship. I know that's a big overarching theme that we've already seen before, but today we talk about the acceptable sacrifices and even the types of priests that were acceptable. Aaron and his sons were supposed to be a particular way when they went to serve God which I think there's a helpful reminder in there for us that God does not just want to be worshipped, he also wants to be worshipped in a particular way with people like us who have our hearts in a right way before we go and worship him. So that's what I think we get from chapter 22. In chapter 23, we see the feasts, the particular times that the people were supposed to go to worship. So we get the Sabbath, which was every week, the Passover, which was once a year, the Feast of the First Fruits, where they celebrated um, the good that God gave through this harvest, the Feast of Weeks, you know, towards the end of the harvest, as we see um, all these people reaping, which means to gather all the stuff that they sowed because God gave them rain in the land and God helped them grow their crops. So we see that there. Uh, also the Feast of Trumpets and the, the Day of Atonement, which we talked about earlier in this book. And also the Feast of Booths, where they would live in booths to remember, hey, remember when you used to live in booths or tents when you were um, going from Egypt to the Promised Land? Um, remember that God is so good to bring you out of that slavery. So all of these festivals were meant to direct the Israelites' attention to God. And I think it's helpful for us to take some time out from our normal day-to-day -day life to direct our attention to God. Right? Hopefully it's something we're thinking about every day, how we can serve God. But just notice all of these things are additional, extra things they were supposed to do. So the Sabbath, that was once a week. They're supposed to get their mind on God in a very unique way once a week. Right? We kind of still do that too through going to church or maybe coming to TNN or going to small groups or something like that. We also um, get these once a year things or once every couple of year things. The Israelites went and went to the city of Jerusalem to do these festivals. We don't do necessarily exactly like that, but there is times that we take out of the normal weekend schedule where we'll go to winter camp or we'll go to revival and we'll do things every year that we want to get our minds focused on God for a particular week or a particular amount of time. So uh, although we're not doing exactly what these festivals are because we don't live again in this time, in this place, and the commands are not um, binding on us because of what Jesus did, um, even all, all that's true, it's important for us to take time out to worship God. So I think that's what we get from today's Old Testament reading. In the New Testament, we're starting a brand new book. We're starting the book of Mark. Okay, The book of Mark is a very, very interesting book because it's very different than Matthew. Whenever I read Matthew and then I read Mark, I'm just reminded how different they are. First of all, Matthew was really good at giving a lot of information about the speeches of Jesus. Now, Mark does something a little bit different. So first of all, a little background on Mark. Who are we even talking about? I think we're talking about the person named John Mark that was uh, living in the time of the disciples who we is, we have mentioned a little bit in the book of Acts. He was a disciple of Jesus, but not in the inner 12. So he wasn't one of the apostles, but he was connected to one of the apostles in an important way. And that apostle was Peter. So when a lot of people look at this book, one of the ways you can think about it is this is the gospel according to Mark, right? The, the good news of of Jesus according to Mark, but a lot of it is told from Peter's perspective. So Peter doesn't speak in the first person, but we do get extra information about Peter and what he does. So Peter and Mark were working together in Rome. 
before Peter died. So it seems like that's where they had their connection. And Mark probably wrote this book while he was doing ministry with Peter in the in the city of Rome in maybe the 50s or the early 60s AD. So that's the background on the book. Here's how Mark writes. A bunch of quick scenes where we're going to cover a lot of ground. Like if you think about in the first, what is it? 22 verses we read today. Mark 1, 1 to 22. We are covering so much ground. And we move so much faster than we do in the other Gospels because Mark, it's like he has all this stuff and he's just condensing it down into this little summary. Even the speeches of Jesus, he doesn't elaborate a lot. He doesn't give a lot of what Jesus said. Sometimes Jesus stands up to preach and he preaches a a one-sentence sermon, right? Did Jesus really preach a one-sentence sermon? No, this is the condensed version of what he was trying to say. So when, especially here in chapter uh, 1, verse 15, Jesus says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Is that all Jesus said? And then he just said, that's it. I'm done. And repeated that one line over and over again. Probably not. This is probably the summary of everything Jesus said. Did Jesus say that line? I bet he did say that line. I bet that was his punchline. But just notice, Mark is going to include a lot of action. So we see a bunch of scenes. First of all, John the Baptist shows up. He prepares a way for Jesus. Jesus is baptized and God affirms him through that voice from heaven. Then the spirit drives Jesus out to the wilderness and he's uh, tempted by Satan for 40 days. Then Jesus starts his ministry. He starts preaching. He calls his first disciples, Andrew and Peter, and then James and John. So what do we got? Like nine things going here. Uh, Then he goes into the temple, or not the temple, the synagogue of Capernaum. And when he goes in there, he teaches on the Sabbath and people said, wow, this guy preaches with authority. That's 10 things in 22 verses. See how fast Mark can get in his point? And I think the main point of this book is we see that Jesus is preaching and teaching and healing and doing his ministry to these people so that they'll be saved. Um, so we're going to see more about that, more about the gospel, Mark, as we go on. But the main thing here, which I think is very important for us to take away, Jesus says, here's what Christianity is all about. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That is Mark's summary of Jesus' message. And really, that's the summary of the message we preach today, right? We need to repent and believe in the gospel. It's time for us to turn from our sins and trust in the good news of Jesus, that he came to live and to die for us. So that's the gospel of Mark in a nutshell. Really, that's the teaching of Jesus in a nutshell. And we're going to continue to study his book as we read and as we find out more about Jesus, because that's a good thing. We find out so much about who Jesus is and how Jesus acted through the book of Mark. So continue back with us tomorrow. We'll see you back tomorrow for another daily Bible reading snapshot.